Well, hello there. How is everyone? Um, it's been a while. I can only apologise. Um, although I did kind of allude to it in the in the last episode. Um, there's so much to talk about. So much to do. How is everyone? Um, welcome to the podcast. This is my depressing shit life, and I'm your host, Chloe. Um, so a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, what, what, what do we talk about first? Um, so I went to stay with my friend Joe, who, who, who was poorly, poorly sick. So I thought to myself, well, I discussed this and uh, I'm going to keep just referring back. We discussed this last time. Let's just keep going about what we talked about last time. Um, so I, I took over some of her classes. I went to stay with them for a week. Um, it was really nice. I had a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed my time with, uh, Joe and John. Um, I spent the whole week (laughs) saying, uh, like telling Joe, we should go and watch Sonic. Um, because I wanted to see Sonic, but obviously she was bed bound. And I think for like three of the days I was there, um, Effie was away. So we didn't have a uh, little Effie running around either. So it was a bit, it was a bit more quiet. It was a bit more relaxed. Um, we, we spent the whole week watching, um, like how, how to describe it. It's, um, <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it's called Below Deck and Below Deck Mediterranean. Um, this, this show, like this, <sighs> this, this TV show really, really put me to the test with my, my patience for people who feel like because they have a bit of uh, they have a bit of power that they, it can just go to their head and they get to use they get to use that to make other people feel bad and it's it's not fun it doesn't make me feel happy like don't get me wrong that it, that was just it was just one person but she happened to be in pretty much every season um and like it's weird because in a couple of the seasons, like I empathized with her, she's doing her best. And in the last one, she was an utter, utter cunt. And, but she owned it. Well, mostly like she, like during the show, she wouldn't acknowledge that she was at fault, like at all. So it's, ah, and then like, they do this they do this amazing thing at the end of the season where they just bring everyone back once it's aired <laughs> and then they just air all of the dirty laundry in front of everyone just to make it super awkward <laughs> it's ah it, oh, the recap shows they are why i watched they're why i wanted to continue to watch because the whole time that you're watching the show all i'm thinking is I can't wait until we get to see them show this back and play it back. And then they get their fucking words thrown back in their face. And then 
<laughs> you got um like Captain Sandy, who is an absolute queen. <laughs> She's like, Look, you're a piece of shit and you were fucking awful on that last run and then uh like the chief stew is all like The evidence has been falsified. It's impossible. <laughs> Ah, uh, Captain Sandy. Um, so yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, and you're a fan of absolute garbage TV, and like the Below Deck and Below Deck Mediterranean, uh, stick it on your watch list and enjoy the fuck out of it because it's amazing and awful. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, like while I was at Joe's, I also got to do her. Um, I, I took the jiu-jitsu classes, which was nice. Um, teaching again was fun. I also got to train, which was nice as well. Um, a, a welcome, uh, a welcome return. Um, and it was just nice, like having the opportunity to train every day. I didn't train every day. Um, like there's part of me that wishes I did, but, um, like I was there for Joe, really. So I trained on Monday. I did all of the classes. And then like Tuesday, I didn't. I didn't train at all. Wednesday, I did the women's class. And then I was going to go back in for the, the advanced class after um, the beginners because the guy who takes beginners doesn't like uh, colored belts on the mat. Um but I didn't. I, we were watching Below Deck and it was just too exciting. There was... It was just... It was just so much. It was so good. So, um... Yeah. Friday. What did I do on Friday? I did the women's class. It was a small class, so... Uh, we just did some basic stuff. And the same on Saturday. Um, the Saturday was really good because I got to teach some like funky chokes that you don't really um, catch a lot, but they're always fun to know. I say you don't catch them a lot, like you do catch them a lot. And I did one fancy one and like two like really uh, basic ones, like a loop choke and fuck, what was the second? It was a guillotine, um, but it was like an arm in guillotine, uh, which was. It was really nice. I enjoyed it. It made me made me feel happy. <laughs> and the girls picked it up really quick, which was good. Everyone was getting their choke on and like uh just hearing throughout uh the gym like the traditional choky choky noise, which is <coughs> and people screaming a little bit. Like that's that's all you want from life, really. Um <laughs> That's that's the noise that you do want, um, technically, because if you can make someone fart, you're you're doing your job properly. You're putting your pressure through. <sighs> Sorry, drinky drink. Um. So yeah, jujitsu was actually really good while I was there. Um. I came home on the Saturday. I don't remember what I did the Sunday when I got home. I think I just chilled. I didn't really do much. I probably played games. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, like, I've been playing uh, PlayStation with my with my brother again, which is nice. Um, he he wanted to start playing a game called uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, the the multiplayer because it was the PlayStation uh, game of the month last year, which we both got. And I've actually fallen in love with the game. Like, (laughs) it's so reminiscent of a game that I played when I was younger called Tenchu. And it, (sighs) everything about it is just amazing. You, You can, there are four classes, like Ninja, Samurai, um like Hunter and another one. It's essentially the healer class, but I can't remember what it's called. Ronin. Ronin, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that. I've been smashing the doors off it. Um, like partly with my brother. My nephew's playing as well, which is nice. It's always uh, fun to get him on. Um, as annoying as he can be, like, He's 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 big into his games and he gets carried away and he always assumes that he knows the best. He knows best, despite me being like levels above him and having played a lot more than him. He'll go through painstaking effort to tell me what I should be doing and where I should be going and and how to play the game. And I'm just like, my guy, my guy, why why are you doing this to my feelings? What? Um, but no, he's a good kid. I like him. Um, and yeah, like, like back to work on, actually, no, it was a bank holiday, wasn't it? I don't know what I did Sunday or Monday. Shit. I've lost two days. It couldn't have been great. Oh, oh, the Sunday I went to see Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I hadn't been in the week, so I went to see it, and it was fucking amazing. Um, hashtag no spoilers, but like it's definitely worth a watch. I fucking loved it. Um, it's it's definitely an example of how to um, like how to do a faithful adaptation of a a video game in a movie. Like they're not going. They didn't go down the cart, like, just adapting the animated series into live action. And they've made, like, the characters and stuff believable. So it's really fun. It's really cool. And Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik is literal gold. Like, so good. So, so good. I can't... (laughs) I can't... I can't say enough how good he is um in that role but yeah other than that my um i've just been working um i say working i i was working uh tuesday and wednesday thursday i was feeling a bit shit um wednesday evening I had to take a COVID test because I was feeling shit like all week. I had a really bad head cold. And then 
did my test and like the line wasn't solid it was quite faint but it's still a line so apparently that means i have to uh have to isolate <sighs> which is not ideal um no one no one likes it <laughs> like double vaxxed and boosted and i'm still getting the fucking thing it's it's so annoying but um I got Thursday afternoon and Friday off to rest. I've been resting the past couple of days and I keep like, I've been wanting to um, sort my flat out for the last week and a half. Um, let's, let's change the subject a little bit. Um, I, I skipped past this and I shouldn't have. Um, so while I was in Southampton, um, I looked at, a new place to live. Um, uh, I, I went to view a flat there and it was really nice. So, um, I, I applied for it and then on Friday, Saturday, Friday, Friday, uh, no Friday. I got all of the Thursday. I got all the paperwork in, not the Thursday that's just gone. The one before, and then it was in the hands of this referencing agency. And then Wednesday, I got the notification to say that um, my application had been accepted and I move on the 6th of May. So I'm, I'm excited about moving down to Southampton. I'm close to my friend. It's like literally a five minute walk to her house. So I couldn't be happier on that front. Um, I get to train every day, which will be so fun and nice. I get to have a run of the gym, the gym gym, like the weights gym, which again is nice. (laughs) Um, It's just like I save money on, uh, like dues, like I'm, I'm not paying, uh, any of my gym memberships anymore. And like, there's, there's some things that I don't need to pay for that I'm currently paying now. So that's good. I mean, I can, I can possibly save some money. Um, but even if I don't save any money, um, I think my quality of as as harsh as it's going to sound like my quality of life will improve a little bit because I'll be more tempted to be sociable and like I'll have something to leave the house for every day. Whereas at the moment, um, uh, my classes are only on two to three times a week, depending on whether or not I want to do the women's class. And I have uh, a PT on Wednesdays. So like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday would be the days that I leave house and like I've got nothing to really leave the house for at the weekend uh, unless I want to go to the cinema or something. But yeah. And also it'll be nice just to be near Joe. Um, it's crazy. Like <laughs> um, how I've lived... I've lived in Mill and Keynes now for about six years. Six? Yeah. Six, fuck. I've been here for six years and I've known Joe probably five. And in that short amount of time, 
like we've grown so close and uh like I I don't I don't make friends very well. I'm not very good at it. Um I've never been good at it. Um because of my uh let's say childhood <laughs> um like if you're if you're queer you'll kind of understand um that like you don't get you don't get the same childhood as everybody else like when when like there have been arguments in inverted commas from like turf groups for those who are listening and don't know the phrase turf stands for trans trans exclusionary radical feminist they're a subsection of feminists who believe that trans women are literally uh, perverts looking to invade the spaces of like cis women which is fucking bullshit um there's they're speaking out of turn and one of their key arguments is oh you were socialized male so you don't understand the um like the hardships of what it's like to be raised as a girl or a woman and it's like i wasn't socialized male like i'm 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 a girl who was forced to act like a boy growing up and because of that, my childhood was, in a sense, taken away from me. Um, and there's a big fucking difference between growing up and living as a male and putting on a persona that you believe other people want to see because your whole life is essentially an act. Like, I'm not an expert on cis men but cis men aren't usually traumatized by their masculinity and i i i really was um that's not even to say that i was socialized as a girl either cuz i didn't have a normal adolescence like most trans people spend years in the dark not knowing why they're different and like there's a like the the pressure to act differently is overwhelming and if you don't, it could like the effects can be devastating. It's like coming out too early, um, and just being devastated by the result of that. Like, and and so many things have gone wrong in my life and the lives of people I know because of this like area of uh, socialization. Like, I never learned how to form like proper friendships growing up because every person that I knew, I either knew through my brother or um, like there was a wall that I created between me and other people. I, I, like I, I, I was always someone else. There was, there was always a mask up uh, that other people got to see. And like, to this day, I have a complicated relationship with like physical intimacy, even even with my friends. Like, don't get me wrong, with with Joe and with my sport, 
like it's quite a physically intimate uh, space, but anything outside of the sport, I I struggle. Like I don't like people touching me. I don't like touching other people. And it's not because I'm a germaphobe. It's because um, I find myself disgusting, to be completely honest. Um, I, I, the thought of somebody else touching me repulses me and it's one of the reasons why I have such um like severe issues when it comes to relationships because I can't let someone near me um so like growing up my body repulsed me in in ways that I can't I couldn't describe and I felt like a an alien among my peers and became a social recluse uh, like during middle school. And like none of that's normal. Like I would have been a much different person if I hadn't had my brother with me, um, my twin, because like I had a blueprint to follow and that made my life significantly easier but like not everybody gets that. Um, uh, it's a ridiculous thing. Like, like the idea of a normal childhood is also kind of redundant. There's an idea of what a childhood should be, but there are so many people that don't, get that ideal like so many people are born into dog shit like you could have abusive parents you could have uh i don't know if you're a, a boy you could have a slightly effeminate manner or or effeminate man- mannerisms or an effeminate voice like things that you can't control you're made fun of by your peers and that causes you to shrink away and like and especially today where like children are kind of like the so the social media spaces have built um like an empire on forcing people to be brands and when you look at the youth of today the the information that they put anywhere isn't who they are it's their like it's their brand perception essentially just like any influencer like you're not portraying your life you're portraying the life that you want people to believe you're portraying so like when I was growing up I didn't have to deal with all of that outside of school because I could just hide away or go to work and just like hang out with people that I didn't need to to let in. But today you don't have that option to hide away or shrink away because like people always have access to you. Like you can block them as much as you want, but they're one dummy profile away from finding you again. And it's it's not great. So, 
can't remember why I started talking about this. <laughs> um, was it Joe? Yeah. So yeah, like I had all of these walls um, that I'd built growing up to keep me away from uh, other people. And it's not the best. It's not ideal, but it served its purpose while I needed it. And um, now I don't necessarily need that uh, as much. However, it's become such a deeply ingrained part of who I am that stepping outside of it is uh, different. It's uncomfortable. Um, So the fact that I've found someone like Joe is amazing. Um, Like partly, it's partly due to the fact that she is unrelenting as a friend. (laughs) Like, she's the best person like I met Joe after she reached out to me when um like when I I, I used to compete in Brazilian jiu-jitsu a lot um at white belt um my idea of like the the reason why I was competing so much um initially it was to test myself against uh, the other women around my level in the sport but also, I wanted to prove that I wasn't a white belt anymore. And I thought, yeah, if I just keep winning, um, I'll, I'll get promoted. And uh, I won a lot. Um, at, the time, at the time, I was quite good amongst my peers. But that's because um, I, I was fighting in the heaviest divisions. So, like, there aren't that many super heavy women in the UK at, at white belt, really not, not that I wanted to compete at least. <laughs> so, um, it was difficult getting a seasoned competition because the people who I had fought when they when I started, they all started losing weight as they, uh, progressed, uh, through the belt. So, um, like my, my pool of people, would always revert back to like people who'd only been training for six months. So I won a lot because of the inexperience of the people that I was fighting. But, um, one of these fights resulted in someone posting a very unsavory, uh, (laughs) post in, uh, the UK BJJ underground. It's a Facebook group for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, practitioners. And, like, it was devastating. Um, Like, the actual post itself wasn't awful. Um, It was just someone, like, voicing their opinion. Um, Like, like, the weird thing is, the person who posted it didn't actually see me fight. Um, it was uh, based on hearsay of the hearsay of their partner, so it's very much a. It was a very much a weird one to begin with, but I didn't know that at the time. So uh, there were lots of people posting all of this crazy stuff, and then 
attacking me personally. Um, because I try, I, <laughs> because I'm an idiot. Um, I waded in and I essentially said my piece about, um, like I not winning because I'm bigger or stronger. I'm winning because I'm technically better than the people that I'm facing, but people want to look for an excuse for themselves to lose that doesn't relate to them being bad at something. So obviously people focus on the fact that I'm trans and yeah, they, uh, they came for me and it wasn't great, but, um, Joe was one of the people that reached out to me. Um, and she was amazing. Like initially it was just kind words and just generally being a nice person. And then like after everything happened there, uh, I did a podcast with a guy called Dan Strauss. Brilliant man. I love him to pieces to this day. Um, nothing but, (laughs) nothing but love for that man. But, um, after, after that, like things kind of settled down a little bit. I competed again. Um, I spent some time traveling the country, going to different gyms, meeting some of the other women, like in the North and in the Midlands and in Wales, um, even in Ireland. And like, after that, I decided to put on my own competition. Um, I had some spare money. So I was like, oh, I'll put on a comp uh, for women and I'll cater it to women. And uh, the first thing that came to mind when I did that was looking for um, like female run brands and stuff uh, that could be at the event. And Joe's name was at the top of the list. She runs Reina Fightwear. It's the UK's only female owned and female um, like like female brand for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu apparel. Um, they have the best fits for female bodies. They have like amazing designs and they have like genuinely amazing gear. Like the quality they get on their stuff is amazing. Um, and that's not just talking, uh, <laughs> that's not just talking out of uh, turn because she's my friend. Um, it's, it's my genuine opinion. Like the, the rash guards that I have from Raina are probably my most comfortable. Um, I love them so much. So yeah. And like the, the friendships just developed from there. Like we just stayed in contact and now we talk pretty much every day. <laughs> it's insane. Um, like the only other, the, the only other friend that's, kind of the same would be uh Lauren and like that was less unrelenting and more um just looking out for each other like we talk we talk a lot um and like we have peaks and troughs like any like any friendship but like she's my ride or die if I needed her I'm sure she'd be here just like if she needed me, I'd be with her. Same with Joe. Like, yeah. 
I'm just such a good friend. <laughs> and so modest. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. So yeah. Um I don't know. The last like five days have been a fucking waking fever dream for me. So I haven't really done a lot with my time apart from play video games and fall asleep and like nap constantly. Um, like last Sunday and this evening, it's Sunday, not Friday. Um, I, I, I did say I wanted to record these on Friday, but I completely forgot. Um, but yeah, like I, um, I went to the driving range last Sunday and this evening and just got a hundred balls and punted them into oblivion. Um, like I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm good enough with my seven iron. I can get like a hundred and like between a hundred and 125 yards from my seven, which is which is good for me. <laughs> it makes me feel good, but it's not, it's like, it's not just that I can hit it like that. I can hit it straight, <laughs> which is the hard thing. Like when I've got my driver out, like I've been fucking absolutely belting these balls. And like the ones that I hit clean always go up into, and they curl to the right. So it's like just trying to figure out how to, how to drive straight would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> My, uh, yeah. Honestly, listen to me talking about fucking golf like a prick. So yeah, um, I'm still not a hundred percent when it comes to like being healthy. Um, don't worry. Um, the driving range is outside and there was no one else there really. It was just me. I'm not running around coughing in people's faces. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I've been meaning to like, because like I got my moving date of the 6th of May. So I have like three or four weeks or I've got, I've got two weeks before that happens. <laughs> fuck uh next friday shit that's going to come around quick as well um but i've got my current flat until the end of may so there's a one month period in between but like um the day after i move in it's joe's wedding <laughs> and then uh obviously the sunday is going to be recovery and then working for the week then I'm going to Wales the weekend after for a, a fight camp. <laughs> so like I can't do anything that weekend. So I'm going to take the week off after that to move, which leaves me with like a week in my current flat to like just clean everything up and take things down, make sure that um, make sure that the walls aren't disgusting. <laughs> I, 
I've got some like picture frames to take down, but they're on like those um, like adhesive strips. I don't like using pins or anything, but I've been procrastinating so much around just throwing stuff away that I don't need and figuring out what I'm going to do with the stuff um, that I can't take with me. Cause I've got like, uh, like a bench for weights and stuff that I'm going to have nowhere to put uh, when I move. I might be able to put it in the hallway now that I think about it. Will you fit in my hallway? Will you fit in my hallway? My hallway. (laughs) Stupid. I didn't take a photo of the fucking hallway. Like some kind of prick. Um, but there's room in the living room. Worst case scenario, I just pack it up, put it against a wall. Um, but yeah, like, it's a really nice flat. Like, it's on the eighth floor. Um, don't be too jealous. And it overlooks a river. Again, hold your jealousy, people. Um, I'm just excited to have a shower that doesn't, um like trickle out like an old man pissing on you because my current shower has absolutely no water pressure. So I either take a cold shower with some water pressure when I need to wash my hair or I take a a shit shower. (laughs) Um, that's warm. Like after I train or something just to like cool down or I have a bath. Um, which doesn't happen too often. But when it does, chef's kiss. I love a bath. It's so nice just to, just to soak. (laughs) And just, uh, just relax. In like a warm hug. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's been, that's been the last couple of weeks. There's not really a lot that's happened. Um, I do apologize. Like I'm still like bunged up. I keep saying like again, I'm going to attribute it to being a bit poorly, (laughs) like a fucking hero. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's not much else. I thought that this was going to go on for fucking ages. I thought, I've got so much to talk about. Oh my God, I might as well do this now. Otherwise, more stuff is going to happen in my life. But no, most of my life has been, hey, I'm going to play this game for six hours. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put off clearing out my house. Like, there's so many things. Um... I've been thinking about selling some stuff as well. Like I've got action figures that I bought like 12, 14 years ago. Um, that are actually worth some money now. So I might look into getting rid of those um, and just paying off some of my credit. Like that would be nice <laughs> to not be constantly in debt or paying someone else back. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one. I, I just, I can't be bothered with the whole eBay thing. Like, taking photos, writing out a description, 
dealing with people like awful people. Um, like I only ever really hear the horror stories when it comes to eBay. So like my friend Lauren, when she sold some stuff, I only ever hear about the people like, Oh, they charge back. They, uh, they went through PayPal, they got all their money back. So I'm left with nothing. And it's like, so people can just take your stuff and keep your money, keep the money. This is fucking bullshit. And they're like, Oh yeah, they send it back, but it's all broken and disgusting. It's like, my guy, this is fucking ridiculous. So I'm like, if I sell stuff, I'm looking at selling collectibles where the condition of the packaging is actually important to some people. And it's like, if that's happening on something that isn't like that, how am I supposed to trust that the things that I send are going to get there on, like, in the condition that they're meant to? It's all so frustrating and annoying. <laughs> um, I also need to figure out how I'm going to move stuff. Like, I've been thinking, if I just hire a van and move a load of stuff myself, and then hire a company to come and take some of the bigger things. But it's all fucking effort at the minute. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. My life's just so hard, everybody. Everybody, give me give me attention. <laughs> Everyone feel sorry for me. <laughs> Boo-hoo. I'm moving to an eighth floor apartment. <laughs> Ugh. My word. So yeah, I don't know. The next few weeks are going to be, um, they're going to be fun. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it in my birth. Um, I need to find some boxes for these fucking pop toys. Um, oh, I don't know. I want to start writing again. I think when I move, I'm going to sort my desk out a bit so that I can record this from my desk. Uh, that would be the first fucking thing because at the minute I'm doing it on my sofa and like I have to move so many things just to do this and it's quite frustrating but I do it because I love you and <laughs> um, like the fact that I get to put my thoughts outside of my body is a good thing because it means they're not all in my head anymore and it's like therapy but without someone prodding me for additional information. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like just having a decent workstation where I can, I can do my work work, my job work. And then like, I, I want to write again. Um, like I've got two things on the go at the moment. Like I wrote a book, uh, I published a book, the beginning of the pandemic and I've had the idea for the, like, there's a, like there's three books in it, and, like, I know what the story for the second one is, and I just need to get it out and on paper. And I've had this other story that's came in the middle, and I'm like, 
I, I really want to follow this because it seems like it's uh, it's interesting and fun and it's different. Um, yeah, like it's I don't even know if I want to talk about it. <laughs> It's just an it's an idea that I came up with when me and my friend were fangirling over the Highlander series. Um, like my other book is uh, based on like the Greek pantheon, but there have been so many fucking books published recently about uh, like the Greek gods and um, like the stories of like that pantheon to repeat a word that I just fucking said, um, that pantheon of gods, like, I think, like, at the moment it's overdone, and I'm not finding the same joy in writing the second one as I am the first. So writing something new would probably be, like, nice. Like, and, like, the first book... It can't, it wrapped everything up as as well as one can, but like there were some unanswered questions in there um, that just leave the series open to a sequel. So we'll see how I feel, um, but I definitely want to write again. Like like this, um, I've always found writing to be a um, like quite cathartic exercise in that it helps me to work through like certain issues and stuff that I have or um like just I don't know like it's weird I've always dealt with uh like trauma through writing um like I when I started my transition I wrote a novel (laughs) um about my transition um and i essentially wrote about everything that could go wrong and throughout the throughout that story i essentially just put everything in that could go wrong and then worked through every scenario and in doing so i took the power away from those scenarios because it's like even if that were to happen the catastrophized version that I've put to paper is so unlikely because it would require so much evil (laughs) for it to manifest that it's it it ultimately becomes uh ridiculous um sorry it's been a while since we've had a sound effect (laughs) um so yeah, like writing's always been like kind of a crutch for me because I I've always struggled externalizing a lot of the the thoughts and feelings that I've had and writing kind of helps me to do that and to labor over how I think and like these like 1 hour podcasts well 45 minutes because you've got the fucking uh, pop culture corner, which I don't know if I'm going to do today. Um, so if you're waiting for that, I apologize. 
Um, but I haven't actually watched any old movies <laughs> in the past couple of weeks. I haven't watched anything. Um, I watched a, a a TV show on Netflix called Heartstopper. I might talk about that. Um, oh, but yeah, like the the podcast stuff is good for just. Uh, speaking out a stream of consciousness and talking about what's happened in my week so that I don't feel like I have to dwell on the things that have happened. Whereas when I'm writing, I get to think more deeply about the issues that I've experienced and work through them um, in a more comprehensive manner. So I'll take a scenario and I'll drill it down into beats and then write those beats out into a competent uh, story line. <sighs> oh my God. Um, and like, I think that's where the issues have come from uh, the second book. Cause I've been, I've been stuck on the intro to it. Um, like the second book, uh, starts in Tartarus and it follows one of the, one of the gods from the previous book and it introduces a new one. So that was fun. That was interesting. And it sets up, uh, a, a world mechanic that plays a big part in the next two books. However, the, the story, uh, follows two different uh, perspectives. One's going to be the perspective of the newly introduced God. The other perspective is going to be uh, of the protagonist. And like, I've made them like, it's weird. Like, I've made them like trans because I thought I'd want to I might want to work through some of the things that um, I've been going through, uh, like partly uh, some of the the sports stuff, um, especially after what's been happening in the news and stuff recently. Um, so that's like I, writing that bit has been more difficult. Um but mainly because I'm writing from, uh, I'm not writing from experience. I'm writing from, um, like secondhand experiences of other people and what I would class as idealized versions of what trans youth would experience or should experience where you have a loving family. They're accepted as they are. And like it's not an issue at all. Like it doesn't come up. It's just accepted and people are, are who they are. And that's it. That's, that's what I want to display in the book. I don't want it to be like, this is the person and their core, uh, their core personality trait is that they're trans. That's something that I can't fucking stand in everything that I've seen thus far in the media. Like Laverne Cox, I love her with all my heart. She has 
all of my respect, but her character, whilst she was a strong, independent character in Orange is the New Black, she was the trans character. And, like, that's the... Even with things like Pose, because the the core focus of the the show is that these characters are trans and this is what they're going through at this really difficult period of time. It becomes about being trans in that environment. We don't have any stories where it's just this, this, and this is happening. This person is also trans, but it doesn't have any impact on the story that's being told. So yeah, like every, every story that I see, about trans people it's about inclusion and it's about um acceptance but there's never anything about belonging because that's something that it escapes most of us we don't feel like we belong and it's difficult to see ourselves belonging because it's always an issue with people and we're always told that it's an issue so when you are in these spaces where you do belong and you are accepted for who you are, you're looking over your shoulder constantly because you've been told so much that these places don't exist. So I'd very much like to find these places for my community. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, my voice is going a little bit. It goes every single time I talk to you guys. It's so annoying. Um, Sorry, I'm just taking down... Just taking down the the time. The time. It says 54 and a half minutes. But I'm going to trim this a little bit, so it's not going to be that amount of time. Um, So, yeah. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna think on it and all of this. I'm gonna have a I think I'm gonna take tomorrow off. Like I'm still not a hundred percent. I need to I need to rest a bit more. I might I'll go back to work on Tuesday, I'm sure. Um but yeah, I need to sort my life out a little bit. A little bit more than I have been. I need to um, declutter my life as well. I need to get rid of a load of stuff. <sighs> but it also pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that this week. I'm gonna throw away some stuff I don't need. I need to go through all of my clothes. Get rid of a whole load of stuff that doesn't fit me anymore because I'm a fat mess. <laughs> oh. oh my word. I don't know. I've got I've got boxes under my bed that I need to sort. Like the bottom of my wardrobe is just it's where I put stuff that I don't know. Like, I don't know where its home is. So its home is the bottom of my wardrobe. I have like a box of belts. None of them fit. They're all going. Um, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to put some bags together for uh, like charity shops. I'm, I've been told that there are some uh, collections and stuff for Ukraine. So that will be good uh, to, to help towards uh, clothing some, some people who need it. Um, I'm sure most of my stuff will be like a tent on these people, but I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully when I speak to you again next week, uh, I'll be in a much better position and everything will be great. Everything would have, everything will be coming together and I'll have a better idea of how I'm going to move. Um, if I come to record this again on Friday and I'm still procrastinating, there are going to be problems because I need to have an idea of how I'm moving all of this stuff. Um, like there are people in Southampton who have uh, kindly donated uh, their time and effort. So I might call on people to help me unload uh when I get there and then uh, ship my, my larger things afterwards. So like I'll be living out of boxes for a bit, um, but that's fine. As long as I can just take my bed and everything will be fine. <laughs> I'll, I just won't have a sofa for a bit. That's going to be annoying. Hmm. What if I move everything to Southampton that isn't my bed? Or my sofa, even. And I just keep some stuff here with me, like a TV. And like my work stuff. And then I just get some movers to take that for me. I don't know. I don't rightly know. It'll be fun, though, I'm sure. Anyway, this is getting on for an hour. Um, I haven't sport. I I I didn't. I didn't do the whole. Um, this must be culture. <laughs> um, yeah, I apologise. I am gonna watch something trashy this week. Uh, just to <laughs> just to cleanse my palate. Um. I've been talking about watching Spawn for ages, but I don't think my mental health is in the position to um like to do it. I I've got so many I've got loads of John Claude Van Damme films, like DVDs, because <laughs> John Claude Van Damme is my favourite action hero. Um the, the three kicks that he does in every movie, perfection. And he's Jerry Curl in Hard Target. You show me a better Jerry Curl. It's the greasiest, slickest look. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm going to watch something awful. Maybe like Time Cop or Street Fighter. Oh, Street Fighter would be fucking amazing. Now that I think about it. I love Street Fighter, like the uh, the live action movie, mainly because uh, Raul Julia's M Bison is 
legitimately perfection. And um, I love Zangief in it as well. <laughs> He's so fun. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's going to be my week. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I might just watch a few Van Damme films and then this whole podcast next week is going to be talking about Van Damme. <laughs> um, give myself some Van Damination. Um, but yeah, until then, um, it's been a pleasure speaking at you for the past hour. Um, I hope I haven't been too boring. Um, cause I know that's what my voice sounds like. <laughs> I don't have the best voice for this. Um, it's not, it's not necessarily feminine. Um, which like, it doesn't really bother me that much. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Um, because I do get, I do get sad a lot. And sometimes it's like difficult to, <laughs> to process. Other times I can just shrug it off. But, um, I don't know. That's a conversation for another time. Anyway, uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening if you've listened this long. Um, I love you. You're brilliant. And keep on being fucking amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I need to be more active on the socials. Um, I've been posting like some clips to the Instagram. Like If you're listening and you enjoy uh, my depressing shit life on uh, Instagram like it comment subscribe to the podcast if you want whatever (laughs) like i say i do this more for me than for you um if you enjoy it along the ride and like bully for you bully for me bully for you (laughs) okay i've rambled too much i love you Bye. Bye, bye, bye 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 love you bye bye